Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Welcome to the Radically Embody Love podcast with myself, Jessica Falcon, and my beautiful co-host, Nazrin Barbic. We are talking today about relationships, which is a huge topic, but specifically in the context of how we show up in relationships, because our relationship with ourself dictates the relationships we can have with others. For example, if we're not honest with ourselves, we can't be honest with other people. If we don't know who we are, we're just going to see ourselves through the eyes of others. And we're not going to be able to be seen or receive love for who we authentically are, not what we do, not how we make other people feel, right? And yet, that's been the historical conditioning in society for many thousands of years is that we enter into relationships based out of need, based out of lack, (laughs) based out of an inner emptiness, like we want someone to complete us or make us whole. And all of that, I personally trace all of that back to the beliefs encoded in the story of Adam and Eve. And beyond, that story just codified a lot of those beliefs that affect how women and men particularly relate, but also how we as women show up in all of our relationships, be they with a partner, be they with our family, with friends, at work, because typically our most intimate relationships are going to highlight our greatest fears and beliefs and wounds. And so that can translate as not being able to speak your authentic truth, even if you can stand up in front of a crowd at work and speak professional intellectual knowledge. Like that was me as a criminal prosecutor. I could speak up on behalf of everyone else and was quite successful at doing so. But when it came to speaking up for my own feelings or my own needs or my own inner desires, I literally had a lump in my throat and I couldn't speak at all. <laughs> and so this is these are just some of the, the minor ways we're going to get into in this podcast of how we show up and how our relationships are affected by these belief systems that are so pervasive that they're almost always unconscious. And they... What I realized for myself is that I was a criminal prosecutor, attorney, seemingly very confident to the outside world, women's rights advocate for over 10 years, very much like considered myself feminist, equality, like I'm no different than a man because I'm just as worthy. I felt all of that intellectually. And yet in intimate relationships, including with even family members, 
I would still place myself underneath others. I would still sacrifice myself. I would still turn away from myself because it wasn't what I thought. It was how I felt that directed my behavior because how we feel is based on our subconscious mind and our subconscious mind is in our body. And that's what we're not consciously aware of until we start the path of personal transformation and work and self-knowledge to free ourselves from these inherited belief systems and all the social conditioning that keep us individually but collectively locked into these patterns of relating that don't actually serve us and our soul and our freedom and our truth. And so uh, before now, I kind of open this up to you, I want to go ahead and make a quick announcement um, that I am offering a free two-hour online experiential workshop on Friday, February 9th from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time zone. So check your own time zone. It's a free offering that is to revolutionize your relationships, to go even more into the depth of this historical context how it shows up very specifically for you so that you can begin to consciously create the relationships that you desire. We'll put the link in the show notes, but I wanted to mention that because we could only talk about so much here today. And that's a little more of an in-depth, you can look specifically at you offering. Um, but Nas, I know you have your own expertise in, in the field of relationships and, and love. And I'm so curious how you perceive what I'm saying, but also relationships in general. Yeah. You know, it is beautiful when we want to share our life with somebody else and be in relationship. But it's really important to realize the reason behind that seeking, that need to be with someone. Because the moment we think that we want someone to come to our life to make us happier, to complete our life, to bring us joy. And as you mentioned, if it's come from a lack, meaning there is something missing within me, and I'm assuming that that thing is somebody else and which is going to come and complete and I'm going to feel better then we're in trouble and that's what most of us do naturally but when we realize there is no object and human beings we can look at it there is no person or an object a career a car or a house can bring us inner lasting joy it can bring it very short moment or a short period of time even in a intimate relationship right the first year as it's new we get to know each other it might be very fresh and delightful but soon after we realize that missing piece that we felt that we thought that person can give to us is still there now one is always think that is the separation the union that we're seeking, but we think that union is with another person, but it's actually union with who we truly are. And uh, we mistakenly thinking is a union with another person. 
if we recognize that the inner joy that we're seeking, the happiness is always within us, but we just need to take a U-turn and go within. And then when we recognize that joyful being and really embody that for ourselves, then there is that beautiful field of love that we can create with anybody in our life. Now, what I teach, and I have a six months program that I do once a year, I run it as a group, but it's usually one-on-one. The first three months has nothing to do with actually relationship. I, I could call it a self-mastery program, which I actually have a self-mastery program, which is very similar in the first three months, because it's the art of getting to know yourself. And then when we do the deeper work, and which requires us to look within and see where we need the healing, where we need to uh, find the true meaning of, as we say, who we are, which we all love. We don't need to speak for it, but we just have this, you know, as Rumi says, don't seek for love. Find out the obstacle that you have created against it. Then you have what you're looking for, right? And then that's the job, I think, what we need to do. And the reality is when we defend ourselves, when we protect ourselves, we can create a deep connection with anybody, right? So it's, 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 that's the beauty of it because when we look at that in a relation with ourselves and creating that, it not only opens up the door to finding the right, lasting love in our uh, life, it opens up to door to truly finding that inner joy that no matter what is happening out there in our world or in our personal life, that sense of well-being and confidence is always there. So for me, you know, relationships are catalysts for changes, which is great, right? So, but the reason we have, you know, statistically 50%, they say they sometimes they say 60% of relationship ends up in a divorce, in a marriage, if you look at a marriages. And then the statistic actually goes up for the second uh, marriages. There is 60, 70% chance of divorce. And the third, so you would think you learn from your mistake, but why is it actually statistically is higher that you would get divorced the second time is because again, our focus is out there. Our assumption is like we didn't find the right partner. Therefore, the next time I'm gonna find the right partner and make sure, uh, but the question is, are you the right person? I would say to find the right person, you need to become the one. And that's where we lacking uh, or not focusing on. And that's where we need to start. Would you marry yourself? You know, I always <laughs> ask that question. And you know, it's interesting that people all of a sudden like think about it and say, well, I'm not sure, right? But could you become a person that you, when you think about it, would love to marry? Meaning, 
the quality that you embody, that that open-heartedness, the love, the generosity of love, non-judgmental kind of love. If you have that, you would you would want to marry someone like yourself, right? So, I mean, in order to attract that person, you need to become that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much in what you share that I want to touch on. But one of the first things is just really affirming that we are so conditioned to seek all of that outside of ourselves. That is the cultural conditioning we receive at a very young age of you are good if you do these things. You will receive love if you succeed in this way. You will be approved of if you do things this way. It's very, very conditioned in us. And so that work is untangling yourself, unraveling yourself from so much of, as you said, as Rumi so beautifully stated, the obstacles to love that we have ingested, created, agreed to, come into this life with. For me, I look at it very much as a soul perspective of the relationships that come into our lives because relationships can be mirrors. They are a catalyst for change. They are meant to be part of our soul's evolution. And when we can change our perspective from relationships as I am with this one person, I'm searching this one thing to fulfill me for the rest of my life. And I put everything on this person being who I want them to be and then making myself who they want me to be, which is, you know, the institution of marriage, at least under the church's institution of marriage of it's forever. And this is the one. And you make that commitment to that person instead of the commitment to yourself and your soul and your truth, right? And that's part of why it's probably easier for people to divorce the second or third time because they've released that guilt if they don't stay with the same person forever. They release the attachment to that needing to be the one forever. And in a way that grants more freedom to be like, well, this isn't serving us both in the way that we initially thought or desired, or we've changed, we've both transformed or one person has and the other hasn't, and we've grown apart and why stay locked into something that is no longer rooted in this love and this choice from both people to come together. Because historically and internally, these very unconscious beliefs is that we go into a relationship out of the attachment, the need, I need you to be this, I need you to be that, and not choice. And so for me, I really look at relationships, particularly in the context of sovereignty. So like you and I do relationship work, but we both do it very differently from very different angles. And yours is about becoming, right, that magnet of love that you want to be to attract in. Mine is very much more to creating individual sovereignty to experience sovereign union with another and that we can't be free in our relationships without creating and cultivating inner freedom within ourselves. So again, very similar and yet very different angles and approaches. And 
and at the root of it all, it's very, very similar, right? It's it's that it's the self, it's the self-knowledge, it's the self-empowerment, it's the self-freedom, right? It's the self-realization. And when we can stop that very deeply programmed belief system and subconscious, not just conscious belief system, to look out here, to seek out here, to get out here, the approval, the validation, the permission, all the ways we silence ourselves, serve, sacrifice, submit, give our power away, create these codependent dynamics, unhealthy attachments, entanglements. It's because my perspective, at some point in time, we agreed to that. At some point in time, our soul started to give its power away our soul experienced trauma from its own ability to source within or dissociated, disconnected, and, and then looked for it in another place for that thing, that feeling, that need to be met. So from an energetic perspective, the way I look at it is that most relationships are based on this level of entanglement. I need you to be this, or I need to be in a relationship for my financial security, or I need you to love me in this way, or I need you to give me permission to be who I am, or I need you to accept me, right? All of these ways, these varied ways, countless ways, we create that entanglement, enmeshment, codependency that often, particularly in soul relationships, that started lifetimes ago. And that we are then having to like pull back our power from all of those ways that we source externally and start to source internally. And it doesn't matter what that person is doing. If they're also doing the work and you're both choosing to stay together in union, you can. But if they're not also doing the work, you sourcing is gratitude to you for being the mirror to help me see the ways I can come into my own power. And now I'm able to move on. I'm able to now free myself from this dynamic, whether it be leaving the relationship or just the dynamic itself and all your relationships, because I've created that freedom within. Yeah. And as you mentioned, all your relationship, because you will see the pattern repeating itself, depending on the relationship, it's still you will see the trace of the same pattern happening, either the pattern that you repeat in intimate relationship, you might see the same in with your coworker, with your boss or your sibling. So that's the wise uh, way of looking at it. Let me look at my pattern. The moment you recognize and become conscious of, if you spend the time and look back in all your relationship that especially the one that you call failed, you know, relationship, you would see the commonality, a pattern in that. And then through that pattern, you could go deeper. And that's the work, right? To figure out what is it that within me creates the same dynamic over and over again, because it's you. And underneath of that is a belief belief of who you truly are, belief that you might not be even aware of, which, you know, that's again, the work, the deeper work we all need to do. 
because we do create our reality based on the feeling and belief that we have that we might not even fully be aware of. So, but through those patterns, if we question it and keep going deeper and deeper, usually what I found is a deep feeling of unworthiness or not lovable or one of those feelings that was created long time ago and I don't even want to talk about past life I mean let's just figure out this one you know we're in we can do that right what so in our experience just looking deeper within that and then that's when we can actually make the change that we need to because we can only change things that we are aware of right so how do we bring that subconscious belief, which, you know, exists in our body. That's why it's so important to be embodied, to be aware of what arises within you, the feeling, the sensation, all of these are the messages that most of us have learned to ignore, right? So to figure out what is underneath that, the belief that causes me to re-experience you know, relationship in this way? What do I need to learn and change to be able to create something different? And I often for myself realized that so much of it was beliefs, yes, subconscious beliefs, yes, feelings, yes, subconscious, all of that. But it was also these energetic um, miasmas or these energetic um, openings, this this lack of... Um, energetic boundaries because of soul trauma, because of this life trauma, because so much of my personal healing has been actually healing the energetic body to be able to come more deeply into self, to be able to come more deeply into my body's wisdom, to be able to open energetic channels within my body that allow me to access the wisdom that I was so afraid of hearing or that was I was so disconnected from that I couldn't even access until I opened the energetic channels in my body. And I'm just throwing that in there because sometimes we can try to do the mental work, the emotional work, the embodiment work, and there might even just be a missing piece. And for me, the missing piece was looking at past lives, was looking at the karmic relationship showing up in this life because of past lives, was looking at energetic cords and attachments, was looking at my energy body and restructuring it to be in alignment with my soul, to really embody my soul in order to reclaim my sovereignty and my choice to be able to show up more freely because I freed myself. And I know that I'm not the only one on this planet dealing with relationships that are way deeper than this present life connection. And those can sometimes be the most complicated to untangle ourselves from because the cords run so deep and they're not going to be known or witnessed with a conscious mind. And we can only really start to access those when we go into the realm of soul and energy and, and into even our multidimensional level. And we don't have to go there for some people. It just depends. We each have such a unique journey with this. 
We each have such a unique journey of our own soul's ascension because relationships help us ascend. They help us see, they help us embody. We each have such a unique journey of self-empowerment and coming into our sovereignty. I just wanted to mention that because it can be a really important missing piece that I don't think is talked about very often or enough in a way that is rooted in our soul power to reclaim that. And for me, if I didn't have the guidance of my guides and the knowledge I do, I would be totally lost and I wouldn't have been able to get out of that. And when we start looking at our relationships, so much of it is through the body that we get to start to, as you said, feel those feelings, access these deeper beliefs and patterns, not out of, for me, it's not even like, oh, I'm doing this. Yes, I'm doing this. And so are we all. We have all, like, we're not alone in this work. And my passion is helping us understand that what we're healing in relationships is collective. We are collectively at a time on our planet when the reason the divorce rate is so high is also in part because we can't stay in the old way of relationships based on what we've inherited. We want to create relationships rooted in freedom. We want to experience that differently than our parents, than our ancestors, than even our past lives, if we take it there. We want to experience it differently. And the only way we can is to go through this period of unraveling and seeing and transformation that I believe when you do this for yourself, you do this for the collective. It is about more than just you. It is. And it's not just uh, freedom within. The, the reality is the world as it is, is a collective. We, as a collective, we created this. Uh, and the only way for the true experiencing, true freedom is for each individual to do their job and do their own work to uh, to realize that freedom within to for all of us to be able to live in a world that we can realize that freedom for mm -hmm. all of us right so it's definitely it's something that not only i think that's why we we are here and for us to recognize that until we experiencing the separation, and by that means we we have this othering, there is me and othering, right? We'll, we'll always experience suffering. And then that freedom that we're talking about we can in all if we individually do the work and create that and recognize. I mean, I can't even say created it. We already have it, but we don't recognize it. If we wake up to truth of that, to truth of who we are, which is it is love and is unconditional love and is based on union, not separation, then we naturally create healthier relationship. We naturally are in a better place to 
have relationship that we're seeking, which is that deeper connection that we all want. Exactly. I was literally saying this to someone yesterday. When we reclaim our sovereignty, we naturally show up and experience sovereign union and, and freedom in our relationships because we won't tolerate anything but that because we're not giving our power away because we're not sourcing externally. So we automatically through our own inner work show up differently so that we create differently and we're creating it for ourselves. It's affecting the collective. We're not othering. We're creating inner union and that inner union is what allows us to create outer union with the divine, with another. And yeah, it's such a profound, powerful process. That's why I'm so, personally, I'm so passionate about, I know my mission is to help us create that collective shift individually, is to help us reclaim that sovereignty, to create freedom of relationships, to shift the way we've been taught relationships are supposed to be, which is at the expense of self, because love comes from the self, not at the expense of self. And when we can start to rewire this, we, we do so much for, to me, that is the reclamation of the divine feminine. We do so much for this planet. And love, it's a return to love. It is a deep, deep return to love on this planet. And that's what we're missing, clearly, right? We're missing love <laughs> because love is not what we've been told it is. Love is not at all what we have been told it is. Um, and I know we're kind of wrapping up on time. So I want to just remind you all the link is below for the free two-hour online experiential workshop. If this is speaking to you in any way, if you're like, yes, there's something here for me to explore, to look at. I want to get a better understanding of how this shows up specifically for me. Register for the free event on February 9th. If you're listening to this after February 9th, there will be a replay. All you have to do is DM me or, or um, connect to the email list and I'll send that out. And that's anything you want to tie up this beautiful conversation with before we end. Well, just one thing. Instead of putting your focus out there and looking for the things that might bring you joy or not, and it will not last, just spend that time and really focus within and everything that you want everything that you're seeking is within and when that realization comes i don't think you need to uh, really look for anything um, to give you that satisfaction and fulfillment that you're seeking within so um Self-realization yeah. is the answer for all of us. True inner joy that radiates from you isn't yeah. by getting something or going to grab something. It's just who you be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this gorgeous conversation. And thank you to all of our listeners. Feel free to let us know if you have any questions, if you have any comments, share this with somebody who might benefit from this conversation around relationships because it's a pretty deep topic and one that I think so many people are struggling with how to redefine. So we're grateful for you and we'll see you next time.